The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. Yes, yes, yes. It is another night of Skyline Radio show hosted by, uh, produced by Be Exposed Radio. I am your host, Skyline Mark. And tonight we have a special guest in the house. Uh, she's a longtime fashion model. She's a longtime beauty pageant. Uh, she's got a story to tell. Last but not least, she is an amazing breast cancer survivor. Give it up, y'all, for Miss Jennifer Westfield. Oh, Westfield. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here tonight. We are blessed to have you. How is your week going? Pretty good. Busy, you know, busy's good. Busy is good. Busy is always good. I got to move for a minute because I don't forgot something. Um, so, okay, now you really can't see me. I'm missing something. Okay, I don't know what I did with it. Anyways, Miss um, Jennifer. Uh, what did I do with it? Oh, I'm tripping. There it is. Okay. Back to the matter at hand. Uh, fashion model. Interesting. Um, been there, done that. Uh, what got you into fashion modeling? Let's start there. Okay. Um, not so much a fashion model as I am a pageant girl veteran. I've been in the pageant world for 30 years. Um, that has led to a couple of runway shows for charities and Baltimore Fashion Week. Okay. So that's exciting. And that was great. They were both for um, benefited charities. Okay. Okay. Um. What got you into beauty pageants? Well, my very first pageant that I watched, um, it was one night I was home and by myself and it happened upon Miss Teen USA back in the mid eighties. And I was like, what is that? I got to figure it out and do that and compete. And um, so my sophomore year in college, my roommate was Miss Michigan Teen USA and I asked her how did you get into it and she said you just sign up so I found a local pageant and I signed up it was Miss Berrien County in Michigan and I was top 10 out of 30 contestants and at first I competed you know because it looked fun because of the glamour 
Um, also, though, I realized that it was more than that. There was interview and there was a platform and that was really, um, you know, exciting too because it was reaching out to the community and also uh, volunteering and giving back to a cause that's important to you. And that's right. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm sorry. So it evolved over the years. That was, you know, uh, my first pageant was in 1994 when I was in college. And so uh, I've competed many times and I did not start placing until after I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2012 and uh, 40 years old. So. Um, breast cancer runs in my family. Uh, I have a few, a few aunts that are survivors that are still with us. And I have a few aunts okay. that have passed and an uncle that has passed. And oh, I'm sorry. for the viewers watching, yes, men can get diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. It is rare, but it can happen. One in a thousand. Right. Mm -hmm. um, when you were diagnosed with breast cancer, what was your first thought? They don't tell you in English. They tell you in medical terms and not being a medical person, I had no idea what they were telling me. It was shock. It was disbelief. It was uh, overwhelmed. Are you sure you're telling the right person? I don't know what you're saying. And so I just kind of had to absorb it and uh, understand what they were telling me and really just go with what they told me to do as treatment. Uh, my daughters were eight and 12 at the time. So uh, it, was, it was concerning to me. I need to be there for them, for their life, for all of the milestones um, to experience with them. So fortunately they caught mine early, but it, they were pin dots when I turned 40 on my first mammogram, so. Um, I don't know, I don't know where to go because there's so many questions. <laughs> like I have a couple friends that have gone through it as well and, and they've, they've beaten it. Um, what are, what are some things you can tell someone that might be diagnosed? This is why I created my platform of painting the world pink, because I understand what it's like to hear the news being told that you're one in eight that has breast cancer and, you know, just go ahead and do whatever you need to. Um, so I reach out to ladies and give them emotional support on their journey. I give my breast surgeon uh, care bags to give to ladies as they find out that they have breast cancer, just a little something to hopefully ease the shock. Um, also, at the same time I had breast cancer, I had a friend as well who has diagnosed. Uh, I had stage zero and she had stage one. And uh, unfortunately she passed away in, 
So I had to think about, you know, from what I've been through, because I had five surgeries in three years and it kind of takes over your life. Uh, At least it did for me. A lot of doctor's appointments, lots of different doctors, lots of different tests. Um, You know, I had the gene test. I am not a gene carrier. So at this point I'm cancer free and not a gene carrier. So that's good for my daughters. That's amazing. Yes. At the same time, why? Why do I get to be cancer-free and other ladies don't? That really um, concerns me and touches me. And so that's why I dedicate so much time to volunteering with local breast cancer charities and the American Cancer Society and giving my time to support those who are going through breast cancer. Also, getting back to my friend who had breast cancer, at the same time as me, we were diagnosed about two months apart, and she decided to not get traditional medicine help until it spread, and then uh, I took her to some chemo sessions, and um, I had no idea what chemo was like because I, my type of breast cancer, I didn't need chemo. Um, like I said, I had five surgeries, which was enough. <laughs> Uh, wasn't, you know, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, but it wasn't a walk in the park either. So I was happy to take her to those appointments. And, you know, we were there about five hours and it was a long time. I sat with her while she was getting chemo and I realized, you know, people really need support and just somebody there to hear what they're going through and hear their concerns and maybe even just to talk about stuff to get the mind off of what they're going through. Yeah. So that is what um, led me to my platform because it gives you a lot of angst of why me or why her? And so I wanted to channel that into a good place. Okay. Okay. Um, Within the Skyline brand, we have a 50. 501c3 nonprofit organization called Skyline Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would be very interested in uh, partnering with you with your um, different charities that you're involved with. That would be awesome. I volunteer with one in Olney, Maryland. It's called Four Three Sisters, and they make sure no one goes through breast cancer alone. uh, Marshall Moneymaker is a pink fireman, and he had three sisters in two years that died of breast cancer. So he he and his wife quit their full-time jobs and started this charity. And I volunteer with them as much as I can at their fundraisers and um, to raise money because they're there for you physically. They're there for you emotionally. Like if you need someone to go with you to a doctor's appointment to help you understand what's going on or if you need some bills paid while you're going through treatment, or if you need to even move while you're going through treatment or something like that. So they're very near near and dear to my heart. Right, right, right. And, and, and not everyone has a good support team. So sure. to find, to find a, a, or, or an organization or a foundation that's, that's willing to be with you, like you said, mentally, physically, emotionally, we all need that, whether we have a support team or not. We all, at the end of the day, it's okay not to be okay. Definitely. But just knowing that you have someone there that you can rely on day and night 
we need that. You know what I mean? On any type of level, in any type of situation, whether it be a life-threatening situation, um, a family situation, a job situation, financial situation, homeless situation. It can be any type of situation. We all need someone that we can rely on. It's okay not to be, it's okay not to be okay, but it's okay to tell someone, hey, I got you. All you got to do is let me know. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yes. I was going to say, you know, it's fabulous that your family is there for you. At the same time, if you are going to all these treatments, all the things that you did, your family's working overtime to fill in for you. You know, I had two small children, so my husband wasn't really able to go with me so much because he was making sure they had dinner and they were doing their homework and, right. you know, whatever, school, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. these charities are really important and I really wish that I would have known about them when I was going through breast cancer. So I really applaud them and I volunteer with them as much as I can. And where the um, the pageant title comes in now, really helpful is that I've learned, um, I won and was crowned after how many tries? 15, <laughs> 25 years and 14 tries, I was finally crowned Mrs. Maryland International 2019. So I used my title. Thank you. I used my title to reach out to ladies with my platform. And I spoke at many charity events uh, for breast cancer charities. And, you know, I gave, like I said, I gave my breast surgeon's office those care bags just to let them know I've been where you are. And um, here, you know, to, if you want to call me, I'm here to listen. Um, some ladies even reached out to me and said, your little care bag gave me hope. And some of these ladies had stage four and they were like, well, I'm going to beat this. I don't care what the statistics are. You gave me hope and that's what I need. And that's amazing. And with a title, uh, use it to, you know, open more doors so I can reach more ladies who are going through breast cancer. That's right. That's right. Um, you definitely got to spread the word. And ladies, 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 please do not hesitate to go get checked. It's important. Yes, definitely. Um, it was my first mammogram when I turned 40. I went to, I scheduled all these doctor's appointments, eye doctor, uh, dermatologist, you know, the dentist, all of them. All of them were great, except, you know, when I got the call from my doctor, we found something on your test, you know. I had ductal right. carcinoma in situ which I had no idea what that was. But if you're going to get cancer, breast cancer, that was a good one to have. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what they told me because it was contained and it was an early stage. It was yeah. not anything I could have felt because they were pin dots. So, you know, they told me we can go ahead and get it now because we don't want to wait because it's going to get worse. And I'm like, yes, definitely get it now. More important, more appointments my whole life because of breast cancer. Um, but my daughters are 18 and 22 now, and I'm there to embarrass them and bug them and all the fun things that you get to do to teenagers. That <laughs> 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 experience of life. And uh, so I'm, and to reach out to other ladies because I just feel the responsibility. And like I said before, I don't understand why some 
get so much and I didn't. So. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, I look at as an individual personally, I look at life and I'm like, you have so many babies out here that are dying of different, different various diseases. Here I am at the age that I am. No, I'm not going to disclose how old I am. I'm 21 with a whole lot of experience. <laughs> but um, why am I still here? Yeah, I have health issues, but I stay on top of it so it doesn't get out of control or get worse. Um, I went through a brief uh, cancer scare last year. Um, uh, it would have, if it would have turned into something, it would have turned into colon cancer, which runs in my family. Um, I had gotten a runaround for years and years and years Oh, you don't need uh, whatever a, a man's favorite test is, um, colonoscopy. Got to run around for years. And I'm like, this this runs in my family. Like my siblings get polyps removed all the time. What are, you, what are you trying to tell me that I don't need one till I'm 50? I'm over 40. I need one now. So I finally got one and they've removed several polyps. But what concerned me is I was having bleeding in my bowel movements. And as we all know, that's the first sign of something very wrong within your system. So it turned out to be nothing more than what it was. Thank God. God is amazing. Um, but it, it, it taught me to stay more focused on my health, um, my diet, my exercise, um, getting, getting different various tests done that we all need to have done on a regular basis in order to stay 100% top of our health. So yeah, uh, let's just say it was a long four or five months going through these these situations that were going back to back to back between God from last fall through early this spring. Wow. So, um, yeah, you got to yeah. listen to your, your body and you got to be your own best advocate because nobody knows yourself like you do. Exactly. And, yeah. So, I've definitely learned that from listening to others and my, and, you know, just knowing myself too and hearing lots of stories. Yeah. So, um, so you're 21 with a lot of experience. Do you still do, um, any type of modeling or pageants now? Well, obviously you still do pageants cause you were just, um, crowned in 2019. Yeah, I'm happy to say how old I am because uh, after breast cancer, I'm proud to be still breathing. I just turned 50 on June 1st. <laughs> Gemini. Yes, yes, I'm a Gemini. Gemini. So, this Gemini season, in my opinion, was the best Gemini season that I've ever yeah. experienced. Yeah. Yep. So to celebrate, um, I'm competing again in October. 
and it really motivates me to work on myself, uh, you know, get in shape, of course, because there's a swimsuit competition, um, be mentally prepared because there's 50% interview and, you know, evening gown's my favorite, I think, because it's elegant and it's just uh, really fun. So yeah, I'm celebrating being alive. I'm celebrating uh, being a breast cancer survivor. I'm celebrating because uh, there's a lot of ladies out there that I want to encourage and give love and hope and support to. That's so, right. That's right. I'm um, United States of America's Ms. Central Maryland 2022. I'm competing for Ms. Maryland in October. So it's exciting. Keep us posted. <laughs> okay, I definitely yes, will. Yes, keep us posted. Um, I definitely got a pass your information on to um, a fellow uh, podcast host, uh, Living a Rich Life. I know he'd love to have you come on his show as well. He's through Be Exposed Radio as well. So, yeah, uh, Be Exposed Radio. Let's uh, let's all take turns having Miss Jennifer on our shows. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, that's what we do: networking and 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 getting getting everyone's information out there to help them help them grow their network. Yes, yes, indeed. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I just, the last time I volunteered with Four Three Sisters, they had a bake sale. It was actually called um, Bake Sale for Boobies. Yeah. And uh, it was at a grocery store. And I was, it was really interesting how they held it. They um, had people donate the baked goods. And then when you came to this, the table where all the baked goods were, you donated however much money you wanted to for the baked goods. And, um, you know, a pie would go for $100 or $20, and it all went to a good cause. And Shannon, she said to me, you know, whatever they want to give is, is great. And they make like three or $4,000 in a weekend. So, wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, it's really great. And so I'm really happy to lend my time to them. And I've also noticed um, they have a community booth at um, Orioles game once a year. And I volunteered with them there mm, four or five years, I think since 2017. And I know okay. it's 2019 with my big sparkly hat <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, attracted more people. And um, that's exciting because then we can't ask people to come over. Um, but when they do, we can talk to them about it and then they're more likely to donate. So I use okay. my title for that too. Do you do anything for the Ravens? You know, I met Poe. <laughs> I've met Poe, but that's about it. I met him at a um, uh, event that I was at. It was the uh, Pickle Festival, which was one of the red carpet events I did during okay. my year of service. So um, I haven't yet, but I think that would be great fun. I would love to, but I okay. don't know okay. anybody with a, a lead there. So. All right. All right. Um... Let's see, what direction do I want to go? What, as far as fashion modeling and beauty pageants, what type of advice could you give the next generation coming up? And what advice can you give the young ladies and the veterans that haven't reached their goals 
but they're still striving towards them. Well, definitely, if you have a dream, don't give up. Because like I said, it took me 25 years and 14 tries before I won and was crowned Mrs. Maryland International 2019. Um, uh, after I was you know, diagnosed with breast cancer, I realized how precious life was, is. And so I said, I'm going to you know, really work hard on the things that thrill me and that I've really wanted to do for a long time. So I, um, you know, when you're in sports, if you have coaches, you do better. Just like pageantry, I hired a coach and that helped me a lot. Um, I was third runner up in 2017 at a pageant. I was second runner up in 2018. Um, and then 2019, I was crowned and I competed with 60 women from all over the world at Mrs. International. So my advice would definitely be, you know, reach out to coaches. Um, don't ever get up, give up. We have this saying in pageantry that is you either win or you learn. And I learned a lot. I know most of the ladies winners that I've competed with. And one of them is my hairdresser. Um, a lot of them are really good friends or definitely at least acquaintances on Facebook. So you surround yourself with winners, you will be a winner too. Um, you know, pageantry teaches you a lot, even if you don't win, you know, it teaches you how important community service it is. Um, having said this, both of my daughters are past title holders and um, interviewing and or doing a speech on stage really gave them a great, um, you know, platform for present presentations in school. And um, my youngest was really shy and she's a theater major now. She's actually Juliet in Romeo and Juliet this weekend. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So it really helps young people too with interview skills and community service, I think pageantry is uh, really good. And it just teaches you the discipline that you need for life. Right, um, right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was also when my uh, daughter, Lexi, she won a title in 2011. And it was great for, I have two daughters. So the three of us went to like 35 appearances that year for her uh, that she made. And, um, you know, it's a great experience. So I definitely tell people those things. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Kids follow me up, as you can tell. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. Um, I had a question too, but I didn't want to butt in or cut, or cut you off. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I was taught the same thing and, and I've told, you know, amateurs that are that are trying to get into it um first and foremost you never sign nothing up front if you ain't ever worked with anyone you don't ever sign nothing um as you get into it you always learn you're never a loser if you're ever a loser you're in the wrong business um but working with different uh, models, different photographers, different talent scouts, 
going to different casting calls, model calls, opportunities for different opportunities, events, whatever, you always learn something. If you never learn something from what you're what you're involved in, again, you're in the wrong line of, line of work because it's all a learning process. You got to learn the vibes from from your from your fellow models who's your competition you got to learn the vibes of of who's organizing whatever it is that you're going out for working with, with photographers you got to you got to you got to learn the vibes and and the 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 attitude of and the professionalism of your photographer like i work with three photographers and that's it I'm interested in working with one, maybe two other photographers, but I'm like this. If I put it out there and you tell me up front, I don't have time. Cool. No problem. Because what I'm not going to do is waste my. Um, I thought I'd never go backwards. And lo and behold, four years ago, I was drugged back into it. Kind of bullied, figuratively speaking, by my photographers. But I love all three of them to death. They're the best. They're 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 over professional. I don't know what a word is, but when I say they're the best of the best, they're the best of the best. They're patient. They work with you. They don't rush you, and you get your 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 photos back in a timely manner. All of them, not some, not a few. I've worked with with. Uh, a couple of photographers, I don't make a habit of it, but going to different photo shoots where there's many photographers, many models. Hey, you want to shoot? Yeah, let's do it. What are you working with? You know what I mean? And you send me two, three, maybe four photos and we took like 50 to 100. I got a problem with that. Mm. And I don't have a problem putting you on blast mm. because within an open photo shoot like that, at different properties or different locations where it clearly states you are required to give the model all their photos mm -hmm. i will put you on blast mm -hmm. and i will say models do not work with this individual i think every industry has people like that um in the pageant world i would say 99.9 percent .9 of the the directors and the contestants are fair good honest people, you know, uh, definitely the contestants, well-spoken, um, intelligent, strong, educated women. And I really not in, in you know, had the experience of cattiness backstage. Um, I can think in my 30 years, maybe two examples of things that, you know, I wish didn't happen, but, um, I guess everything happens for a reason and just, um, you know, that's the way life is. And right. at the same time, you know, like I said, most are really good people. So yeah, you also, you know, have to learn how to win and lose gracefully because uh, that's really important in life too. Definitely yeah. lost a lot more than I've won. Pageantry, life, everything. <laughs> But you learned a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Did you ever try out for the Tyra Banks uh, top models? No, I didn't. I watched every season with my daughters, but I was too old. I loved it. Like <laughs> I everything I told the fun. girls, I was like, if you do not believe a word that's coming out my mouth, watch the Tyra Banks top, top model search. Because everything that I talk about, she's literally doing. Yeah. Like, I've had so many women in the DMV area tell me, oh, I'm not tall enough. But here came Eva Pickford. I don't remember what season that was. It was an early one. Yeah, it was was an early one. Mm -hmm. And she's, what, five, two, five, four? And she won. Yep. You know, it's it's not about your height. It's about what you have to offer the business. Yeah, you 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 got to go through this and that and everything else. And you don't like bugs, but someone might want to put something mm-hmm. on you and do a photo shoot. Yeah. Like one of my photographers, he's really gotten into doing um different type of brand photo shoots and, and brand commercials. And he's like, yeah. This at what I'm the third Adidas. And I'm like, I don't wear Adidas. He's like, if I buy it, you'll wear it. <laughs> okay. You're the boss. You know what I mean? Um, he's like, yeah, I want to do a blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not even interested in doing that. He's like, but I'll be the photographer and you'll do it. I was, yeah, you're right. You got me. You know? But like I said, you find you find one photographer that you can trust with your life when it comes to working with them. Mm-hmm. You're good, yeah. and you're and, and and that and that motivates you. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a, a photographer that you know you can trust and you know will motivate you to do what needs to be done, I don't know what to tell you. But I got three. I do. That's fabulous. So I think also that translates to the pageant world too, because you need to find the pageant system that correlates with what message you want to get out there. I really appreciate pageantry with uh, platforms that promote platforms. The United States of America's uh, pageant empowers women, inspire others, and uplift everyone is their motto. And that really touches me. That's a big part of the reason why I decided to join Well, that and they have a Ms. category, MS. So that's awesome, too. And I really appreciate that they support ladies and uh, their platforms because we rise by lifting others. That's also part of the motto. So, What do you know about the Ms. Junior pageants? Um, I... My daughter was Miss Preteen Maryland International 2011, so they can be good. It depends, you know, like, are you asking me about the glitz pageants or are you asking me about natural pageants? Um, there's a lot of systems out there that All are of them. good. All of them. <laughs> All of them. Well, for me, um, my daughters didn't start competing until they were like 11, 11, 12, and so they were old enough to, you know, I think they're all old enough to say if they want to do it or not. I just, for me, I was about them looking age appropriate. And I I just think that five-year-olds are not old enough to have extensions and makeup 
and all of that. So my daughters, when they did compete, they were natural. You know, they they had mascara and lip gloss, but they didn't have extensions. They didn't have fake nails and all of that. You know, right, right. So I think pageantry is great, um, but I think that's a personal decision too. Um, but that's the path that we took. And uh, my youngest is done with pageantry, she says. My oldest says she might compete again. So definitely left an impression yeah. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> yeah and it definitely you know it's helped all of us in you know um the ways i've said and i hope to um you know continue it with um my competing now i'm always an advocate for ladies going through breast cancer but like i've said you know with a title you can reach more people because more doors open and i've experienced that since i've been a state title holder before right what um within your pageants where's the type of different places you've traveled okay um well because i was a state title holder i tried to make appearances all around the state um actually i have this saying that i made up an interview that <laughs> that i'd like to share i can't believe i didn't think of it before now but um i'm a maryland girl and they they asked me you know why do you like the state of maryland what is it to you that intrigues you so i thought really quick and i said um from the mountains of Cumberland to our beaches in Ocean City, dazzling lights of the Inner Harbor to our capital in Annapolis, Maryland, my Maryland. And um, those that last phrase is the state song. So I don't know if you knew that, but Maryland is like very diverse. And uh, I tried to go to as many places as I could, but I mostly stayed in central Maryland because that's um, where I live. And that's actually, there's a lot of events going on there. Um, so did I answer your question? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and then oh, where did I travel? Oh, okay. So as Mrs. Maryland International, I went to the international pageant was in Charleston, West Virginia. So I was there for a week with the uh, international pageant. So let's see, where did I go in Maryland? I went to Annapolis. I went to Baltimore. I went to my hometown, uh, my hometown's um, they have like a little festival for our town, uh, Laurel, Savage area, Maryland. Okay, um, Laurel. I know Laurel. Mm -hmm. Actually, <coughs> excuse me. We had a, a American Heart Association event called Go Red, and they had a um, like a one run walk down on the DC Mall. And my sister queens, um, me, I was the Mrs. The Miss and the Teen were there, and we were helping out that day. So that was fun. Um, where else did I go? I was in the Annapolis Memorial Day Parade. That was fun with my sister Greens too. So, um, you know, go to different, different cities, you know, try to get to as many as I can. So, oh, I went to the Montgomery County Fair and, um, I judged a couple of contests that I didn't ever think I would. Um, there was a, a toilet decorating contest and <laughs> it was funny, but they were quite elaborate and it was hard to pick one there yeah <laughs> obviously they were disconnected and 
they spent a lot of hours. So, uh, and also I judged uh, a livestock costume contest. So it's very varied of the things that I did. I went to Harford County Fair too. So okay. I tried to, you know, get to different places. Montgomery County Fair. Have you been to different cities around the country? I haven't been a national title holder yet. I would love to. I would love to do that. Yes. But no. Mm -mm. I mean, just personally, I've been to some states, but not to speak, you know, for my platform because I haven't been a national title holder yet. What about internationally? Have you been anywhere internationally for, for any type of competition? No. Okay. Have you? Uh, no, I don't. Do, I don't do beauty pageants. I mean, you know, you're a model, though. Did you? Did you walk um, in? Uh, no, Paris I didn't do. I didn't do. I didn't do anything outside of Maryland, D.C., the D.M.V. area, um, and that was in my twenties. Um, and and even now, I haven't done anything out of the D.C. Uh, the the Baltimore, Maryland, D.C. area, DMV area. Um, I could elaborate, but that would spoil tomorrow's event that I have that you're more than welcome to come to if you're free. It's at uh, Dave and Buster's from 6 to 10, Arundel Mills. Um, if you come in from the parking lot, we'll be at the first bar right there on the left in the restaurant bar lounge area. Um, I have a, a huge announcement. Um, that's exciting. Um, so next Thursday, I'm moving back to Chicago, Illinois, which oh, is, wow. where I'm, which is where I'm from. Um, where are you now? You're in Maryland. I'm in Maryland. I'm in the Baltimore area. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to live out by Runnel Mills uh, off and on since August 86. Um, I finished school out here. Every summer I went back home. Um, a few times in, in my 20s, I went back home. Um, I've moved all over the Baltimore area. Um, Baltimore, Baltimore County area. Um, I have a child. He'll be 21 in December. And, you know, I was at work one day on a humble. And I was like, I wonder what would happen if. So I didn't ask what if I said, can this happen? And that was a Monday. And by that Friday, I was literally making making uh, plans to move back home. I was like, what's stopping? My son's grown. He's doing good. Mm -hmm. I'm single. So mm -hmm. I don't have someone else to to to. To not necessarily worry about. I don't have someone else to think about. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's just me. So I don't have to take consideration into someone else's feelings uprooting their life if they don't want to move from here. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm going to do it. 
I've always wanted to move back home. But when I had my son, I was like, well, I guess I ain't going nowhere. And then I took over custody. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm grounded. I, I definitely ain't going nowhere now. And I could have, but I didn't want to do that to my family. And I didn't want to do that to his mother's family. Um, no matter what's going on with, with a father and, 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 a, and a mother, if you're not together, at the end of the day, it's about, you. It's, it's about the child's happiness. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to uproot his life from my family or her family. I thought that would have been selfish. So fast forward again, like he's doing good. I'm doing good. He's well off. He doesn't want to go. He was like, I'll see you when you come visit. If I come out there to visit you, it will not be in the wintertime. <laughs> Boy, you won't come out here in the wintertime because like me, you don't wear a coat out here. He was like, it don't get cold out here. And I'm not outside long, so I don't need a coat. If I come out there to visit you in the wintertime, I'm going to need to buy a coat. I say, yep, you sure will. So that this all started about two months ago. And, you know, I went through the job and I made the the phone necessary phone calls that I needed to make and everything worked out. So, but yeah, that's exciting. If, if uh, if you're available, you want to invite, uh, your, your better half, you want to invite a friend or a couple, you're more than welcome to come out. It's casual dress code. It's free admission. Um, it's all about networking and socializing, making new connections. That's what we all about. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Pageantry helps with that too. You know, meeting more people and the fundraising for breast cancer. Yeah. Charities. And yeah, definitely. There's, there's, there's so many different things that I want to do with the foundation and having a, having a radio show helps that. Mm -hmm. Um, bringing different, different, different walks of life of people in different avenues of business. You know what I'm saying? You were like, tell me a little bit about your radio show. What's the topics? Whoever our guest is. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? And I was like, I don't know how to really elaborate on that. So let me just tell her a tidbit of who some of our former guests have been. Mm -hmm. Um, now, I told you we started this back in 2018. August of 2018 through April, April of 2020. The last Wednesday of April of 2020, I canceled the show. Um, I canceled the show just like everyone else canceled everything because of COVID. Right. Um, I don't know exactly, Monty, if you wanna jump in here real quick, uh, by all means, do what you do. Um, I don't know exactly what Be Exposed Radio did with, with the other podcasts, um, but I canceled mine because we could, you, you couldn't mingle with, 
outside of your household. Like as a world, we were all put on punishment. You know what I mean? And unless you're unless you have to, you literally couldn't leave your house. Mm -hmm. So and then one thing led to another and there was a dispute. So but what's in the past is in the past. And I called mommy. I don't know. Six months, maybe a year later. And I was like, yeah, I want to come back. I want to get it started again. And I think more or less, Monty was like, I ain't going nowhere. So, but I never called him back. And then things started going in different directions on a personal level within the family. And then a big old move came. Like my parents moved out of state. My son moved with his brother. And I moved to Towson. And I moved to Towson because I had to think about my job. What's what's going to be more convenient with me working in Hunt Valley? So, um, one thing led to another, and another thing, and another thing, and another thing, and to fast forward, now I'm in East Baltimore. Um, I finally got established, and I and I found a sense of comfort. So. A year, year and a half later, no, about a year later, I guess, I called Monty. I was like, hey, this at whatever the third, let's break bread. I'm ready to come home. Um, you know, we set up a meeting. We ended up meeting at a restaurant and we broke bread. And three months later, here I am. There's been a lot of different type of technical difficulties and a few personal issues on my behalf. Um, so in three months, we've only had a few shows. Mm. But you and I both know in, in entertainment, you got to take the good with the bad sometimes. But at the end of the day, everything is a learning process. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. Back to you. Yeah, we, we literally got off the subject. I talk too much. Oh, that's okay. It's your show. You told us how you got to where you are. It's interesting. But it's all about you tonight. So let's get back to you. Um, if you were to get the call from Tyra Banks or her re- representatives, would you go on a Tyra Banks show? Give me three reasons why you would. Give me three reasons why you would. Um, well, one, okay, I'll go with the why I would first. One, that would be amazing. I mean, wow, I'm honored. What an exciting, exhilarating thing to be asked to go on their show, even just to right. be with like 15 other women. And like at my age, woo, 
thank you. That's fun. Um, also, it would be great to learn from her because she's a master at she's, modeling. She's, she's incredible. Bad. Yeah. So that she would be amazing, is. even if I didn't win. But then the chance to win a modeling contract, that's awesome. So those are the three why I would. Um, one why I wouldn't is um, who's going to take care of my daughters and my dog and my house and my job and <laughs> all those things <laughs> in my head. You know, it's me. <laughs> so that's the only reason why I wouldn't. Well, I guess okay. there's four reasons why I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well said. Well said. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, she she's definitely knocked down a lot of doors mm -hmm. for all women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she she really has like a lot of things that I want that I had goals for for helping women knock down doors like I wanted to knock down this door she did it okay appreciate that I ain't got to worry about that no more <laughs> I don't, let me see about this door she knocked that down and then you know again here came Eva Pigford and and I had a model in 2003, I had a client, five foot two, about the size of a toothpick, but she was beautiful. Um, she had a lot to offer, and and she was happy-go-lucky about anything and everything that had to do with photo shoots. Like, what do I need to bring? <laughs> what do you have? Oh, I got a little bit of this, 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 and this. Well, shoot, if, if you're willing to bring it, pack a suitcase. She came with two suitcases of a little bit of everything and a suitcase of different, different tennis shoes, sandals, stilettos. Like she came ready. Had a had a had a makeup artist, one of her girlfriends it knows how to really do makeup. Never wanted to get into the to the makeup artist side of it, but you know, she was like, "I have a handful of people that, you know, they pay me a couple of dollars and I do their makeup before they go out." So she brought her, she doctored her all up, and she was like, "If she needs to change her makeup, I got everything that I need to remove this face and put this face on." So, like. That photo shoot that day, that night, was literally an eight and a half hour photo shoot. Wow. Like, I, I remember that day, and we still talk about that day. Like, that's the longest photo shoot we've ever been involved in. And at the time, I was learning photography. And my mentor a guy by the name of Tim Rogers, who used to be in the DMV area. He's down in, in the Atlanta area now. Um, every time I had a question, I called him. If models had a question about this, that, whatever, and the third, uh, uh, I don't know, but let me make a phone call real quick. I can get that answer in about 2.5 seconds. So, 
Um, yeah, it, it was it was a long night, but I've had I've had a lot of different various models, celebrities that I have loved working with, even if we didn't get that far, even if our our work relationship either didn't amount to anything or didn't go far. I have a handful that I still have their information. Um, I have, I still, I'm still connected one way or another within social media. Um, let's see. At the time, one was a FedEx driver. She's now, she's now a police officer. Um, God, the last time I ran into her was 10 years ago. So I don't know where, where she's at within that. I don't even know if she's still a cop. I'm not going to say what district, just like I tell everyone before they come on a show, wherever you work, if you want to specify what you do, you cannot discuss where you work. I don't care if it's a bank, a grocery store. I don't care if it's a 7-Eleven. You cannot say you work at a convenience store. You can't say this drugstore or this 7-Eleven or Royal Farm because of security reasons. Um I've had two set of twins. That was crazy. I say that again. That was crazy. A <laughs> lot of fun. But you never knew exactly. You had an idea, but you never knew exactly which one you were talking to. Now, once you got to know them. Okay, well, these two. They wear their hair the same, but slightly different. So like me, I ain't not to be funny. Let me look at her forehead to see which way their hair is going. Mm -hmm. And that's how I learned how to depict who was who with them. But literally for months, I couldn't, I couldn't honestly tell who I was talking to. Love them to death. But I didn't know who I was talking to. The second they were, they were so identical. You could make an appointment with one, the other one could show up and you'd never know. <laughs> and they were like, and I was, and, and they said that one time, and I was like, trust me, I would know. I will find something that's different between you two. So they did it. And you notice I came close, right? <laughs> they, they did it. They did it three times. And our fourth appointment, which would have been two with one, two with the other, the fourth appointment, they both showed up and was like, have you learned how to depict who would, who is who between the two of us yet? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, she's had two appointments. This is my second appointment. She's come to three. I've come to one, which is this one. And I was like, wow, you got me. Funny. Like my photographer, when like I got into it, but I wasn't able to invest in myself at the time because I was always taught and when I took over custody of my son, 
if I feel as though I'm taken away from home, I'm not going to be able to do that. So when I got to the point that I really needed to start investing in, in, in different, better quality of cameras and, and lenses, if, if I feel like I'm taken away from my son, Mm-hmm. then I'm not going to be able to do this. So eventually I got out of it. And it might have been maybe hmm, I'm going to say five five years I ran into an old friend And no, it was seven years, ran into an old friend and there were photo shoots at a place called Graffiti Warehouse in Baltimore off of North Ave and and Howard Street. And this was, I don't know, 2015. And I started going to these photo shoots as as a as a bystander. Um, Did you have your beard then? No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. And I guess I was gonna say I've never seen that look, but you know, it's the best (laughs) everything. (laughs) Let me tell you, when I cut it off in January, the very next one event that I went to at Graffiti Warehouse, they tried to charge me a certain fee and I showed them my VIP card and they were like, who are you? And I was like, I'm Mark, you know, the Baltimore beard guy, you know, long beard. And they're like, you're not Mark. You're right. He's got a long beard. I said, yeah, this is what I look like when I cut it off. And they were like, oh, my God, it is you. (laughs) Yeah, this is what I look like without a beard. (laughs) And you got to show us a picture. As as long as it is now, everyone has asked me. So you've died that all these years. Yep. Because this is what I've been hiding. But we all know die kills off your your natural haircut. So I was like, at the age well, that's the intent, isn't it? To cover uh, the gray. That's the intent to cover the gray, no? Right. Yeah. And a lot of, about 85% of people love this. They're like, you know, mm-hmm. you're not getting any younger. Show it off. Show the wisdom. Show yeah. the knowledge. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I do wanna dye this. Cause when it's dark, it's it looks more fuller. Mm. Like I'm learning so much about this thing, and I'm like, wow, my beard really is thin. Mm. That's why that's why <laughs> I've I never seen one as long as you have it now. I can't even imagine what it was like before. Okay, I gotta send you a picture or two. But I'm gonna grow this. I'm not gonna grow it long like I did. I'll start, I'll start doing what I'll start growing it out. Like I used to, to 15 inches and then I'll, I'll trim it 
cut an inch or so off, I won't do it. I'll go have it professionally done mm-hmm. so I don't mess it up. And then when I'm tired of it, after a few months, let me cut it off. Let me take a break. Because it don't take me long at all. Like 15 months, this this mm-hmm. thing will be halfway down, halfway down my body. So... I wanted to say, you know, um, pageantry and modeling are different, you know. Um, there's some elements of, well, you model when you compete, of course, but it's, I've learned that when you walk the runway, you're like, oh, I'm showing all, you're a hanger, right? Right. Yeah. And so you're like showing off the outfit or whatever it is the designer wants you to show. When I was in the runway show, um, it was jewelry. So my hair was up. Um, but pageantry is more um, showy, you know? It's like, uh, look at me. This is what I can accomplish if you hire me or crown me, you know? So I had to put my best foot forward out there and I'm smiling and I'm, um, yeah, having you look at me for different reasons, I guess. Yeah. And also I have to speak like on stage question could be anything you have to, you know, you're representing the organization. So you definitely have to be somebody who can speak on their feet and uh, not offend anyone. Definitely not when you have your session crown on, you know, so right. just a, a couple of differences, but they're both really good avenues, I think. We have an Invicta product commercial shoot coming up. It was supposed to be mid-late July, but it's looking like it's going to get pushed till August. If you're interested, I will keep you in the loop with everything as the information becomes available. Yes, definitely. That sounds great. Um, I can give you this much information. Um, if we get the okay and the approval, we're going to have several different, um, volleyballs posted in different areas around, um, two volleyball, two volleyball court areas. And they have the, their bright yellow. And they have the Invicta logos on them. Um, And then within the models, we need 12 different models. 12 different models of of different various walks of life. Like we want a little bit of everything. We want to be so diverse. We bring a whole new meaning to the word diverse. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone likes a nice watch. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes summertime events. Everyone likes good opportunities. It's at a place that there's good drinks, good food, good atmosphere. You're next to the water. Okay. It's it's per se the inner harbor area. But at the same time, water is water. Water is so relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got the different one, two, you'll have three different sceneries 
of the downtown area. Like you got the skyline, you got Federal Hill, you got Harbor East. That's pretty much it. Because how how the location is now, um, you you can't really see anything else down the 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 water path leading into the Chesapeake. So, but yeah, if you're interested, I'll, I'll definitely keep you in mind. Yeah, please do. I got you. Cool. Um, what did I want to ask you? Have you ever done commercial shoots? Nope. She's like, uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Um, like I said, my um, focus has been on pageantry, and my titles have led me to the runway shows. So it's a, you know, because of pageantry, I've done some modeling. Not, I was a model, so I decided to compete, you know. So that's uh, me. Okay, let me ask you this. Victoria's Secret. <laughs> Again, three reasons why you would do the fashion show. Three reasons why you would. Wow. Completely different reasons here. Uh, okay. So I actually knew somebody who walked in that fashion show. My daughter competed with her at a pageant. So that was really cool. Um, reason why I would. Um what an amazing opportunity. I mean, it's televised and to be a Victoria's Secret Angel is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, you know, uh, just the glamor of it and the excitement of it is why I would do it. Um, I think though more strongly is the reasons why I wouldn't do it because uh, I don't believe in the product. It's as a breast cancer survivor, it's not comfortable. I would have a chat with them about, you know, maybe you could make something more comfortable for people who aren't like <laughs> uh, perfect because I'm certainly not after a mastectomy, you know, and um, just to have to be that thin, I think the models are too thin. And if I was in it, I guess a positive thing would be I'm more normal. I'm more of a regular, well, I don't know, more of a real size. But I don't know if a size four or six is real size, but yeah, right. not a double zero. <laughs> so those are my thoughts about Victoria's Secret. Um, they make it look glamorous and amazing and uh, fabulous. But I also have been to the stores and have tried to buy the product. But that was what I was left thinking. Yeah, I definitely got to agree with you on that. There they they definitely got to be more diverse within their models mm -hmm. on every level. Yeah, yeah, maybe they're starting uh, to, but I that's not what you think of when you think of it off the top of your head. Right. Um, I gotta bite my tongue because. <laughs> I just got to bite my tongue, oh. but I agree with you. I agree with you on, on every level and then some, but I think they need to be more diverse within their models 
and we'll we'll just leave it at the size like that's not normal Mm-mm. you know what i mean no. like like I, I i i used to have the conversation with models like what you see on tv that's not normal Mm-mm. not every woman is is Five, five, ten, five, eleven, five, twelve, barefoot. So if you're four foot eleven, five foot two, five foot six, you literally gotta try these clothes on. You don't know what it looks like on you. You know what it looks like on a on a tall woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I definitely gotta agree with you on that. Um, eventually, do I think it'll, it'll happen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I say it'll happen in my lifetime? Well, Mm -hmm. I thought I'd never see anyone in the white house other than a white guy, but we see how that played out. I thought I'd never see the Chicago Cubs win the world series, but we'll see how that, how that played out. I didn't think I'd ever win a title, but I found you. Right. So, I mean, (laughs) hey. Don't ever give up. (laughs) Anything can happen, right? True. It's definitely true. But, yeah. Um, Before I forget to do this, since since we're both trying to hang on here, um. If anyone is interested in, in getting in contact with you, can you share your information? Sure. I think the best way is, uh, well, I don't know, my Facebook page, Jennifer Wakefield, or uh, you can Facebook message me there, Messenger. I think that's the best way. What's your email address? I don't have a public email address. I use my work one. I don't really want to give that out. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> I have a don't cell phone that. number. I could give that out. If you're comfortable. I don't know. Well, that's why I said I think my Facebook page, Messenger on my Facebook page is the best. Right, right. Um, yeah, I've, and I'm not the only one. Like, I know a lot of people that have gotten away from email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, like texting. Everything's texting. Right. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, how can I get in contact with you? Here's my phone number. The best way to get in contact with me is to text me. Don't leave me no voicemail. Yeah, no. Because I won't listen to it. <laughs> one, long. Two, if you're in a bad area, cell phone connection wise, you're not going to get it right away. You'll mm-hmm. get that text message eventually. But you might not get that voicemail right away. Oh my God. I could have swore I felt someone tap me. They did. Somebody came and gave you something uh, or did something. There was a guy okay. over your shoulder. Oh, oh you God. saw him? Yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we all saw him except well, for you. <laughs> that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, my God. Roger. Yeah. Okay. 
I was like, oh my God, I got a choice. I found someone tap me. I was a heavily touched. I felt it. I was like, oh my God. What's going on? Oh, yeah? Yeah, had a nice time there. That's what's up. Okay. Big money. I'm going to go to bed. Good night, sir. God bless you more. That scared the hell out of me. Oh, shucks. You didn't know anybody was there. We all saw them. (laughs) I'm still at my office and I'm like, oh, I hope it's okay when I walk out. (laughs) Um, I didn't want to hold my phone up for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was very startling, interesting. (laughs) All right. Skyline Radio Show bloopers. <laughs> um, do you have anything in the works right now outside of your pageant coming up in, you said what, October? October 10th, yeah. Um, October 10th? October 10th. That's, that's, that's uh, the weekend, right? It's actually on Columbus Day. That's what, a Monday? It's a Monday, yep. Okay, so I, that's after the weekend. Okay. Um, I'm always looking for appearances to promote, promote my platform. Um, I don't have my local staff yet, but um, I'm happy to appear at your events, for, especially for breast cancer um, charities and, and speak at charity events for breast cancer. That's my first passion, you know, painting the world pink. Oh, you know what? One of one of my friends who's a breast cancer survivor recently, um, I will contact her and give her your uh, Facebook information to get in contact with you. Um, and I know she will contact you because you're you're a fellow uh, a fellow breast cancer survivor, mm-hmm. and I know she would be interested in getting involved with the different things that you're doing. Sure. As, well as, as, as well as Skyline Foundation, like I said. Cool. So just keep me posted yeah, on the definitely. different events that you're involved in. And we'll, we'll get in contact with, with, uh, with our Mason um, uh, partners. And uh, our different uh, various business partners and, and volunteers. And yeah, we, we can turn this thing out. Yeah, that's fabulous. Like I said, that's, that's, that's what we do. We're all about connecting. You never know who knows who. That's true. It's, it's a very, very small world out here. It really is. Um, Anything else you'd like to add? Well, you know, I didn't touch on the fact that breast cancer brought me my best life. Maybe not. Maybe I didn't. Um, But you just realize that life is too short to put up with things that uh, are not being kind to you. So really, um, even if you don't have something like that, I'm, I'm telling you, but I know that you know, people usually have to go through something before they realize that. 
Um, so I changed some things in my life and I live in my best life. Yeah. We, my daughters and I are doing really well and, um, you know, it's good. So yeah, go to your regularly scheduled, um, like I was telling, we were talking about at the beginning, go to your regularly scheduled appointments, you know, for checkups, but also you are your best advocate and you know best if you should go early. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. Ladies and gentlemen, are you listening? Miss Jennifer, can you say that slightly louder for the people in the back? <laughs> One more time. Yes. Make sure you go to your scheduled appointments for checkups. At the same time, you know your body best. If you should go early, do it and convince your doctors of that because you know how your body usually is. And if it feels different at some point, you're the one who's going to know it. And if you don't have a scheduled appointment, make one. Mm -hmm. Heaven forbid, if you think it's an emergency, don't try to make an appointment. Call 911. If you can get to the emergency room, go there. You yeah. only got one life. That's all Definitely. we're given. Definitely. Although a little tip. Maybe call an Uber because the ambulance is crazy expensive. Right? Yeah. Unless you got a doctor that'll write that off. Exactly. An Uber might be quicker. Taken, that used to be a $500 fee. Hmm. But the way gas is now, that's probably a $1,000 fee. Let me tell you what. My daughter just had an ambulance because uh, she fainted in class. And the hospital was like less than two miles away. And it was about... They didn't have my insurance card. It was about $800. They went about two miles. Wow. So I'm saying Uber. Uber is Uber better. Lift. Yeah. But, you know, That's I mean, they, they have an EMPs in the ambulance back there with you. Um, I don't know. So there's that, too. If you think you need an ambulance, of course, you get it. I'm just saying if you think you'll be okay on the ride, it'll save you. Right, 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 right. I'm sure my insurance will cover most of it, but I don't know how much. <laughs> I don't know what this is going to have to say. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Might be a copay. <laughs> and, and, and copay yeah. used to be, what, $100, $200. Copay <laughs> might be like $350, $500 now because of gas. They put a surcharge for gas. I, yep. They have the bill right there. Yeah, they put, they put a $10 sur fee, surcharge for gas. Mm hmm. And we that's two miles. Two miles. <laughs> you did not burn ten dollars worth of gas in two miles. No. <laughs> uh -huh. So yeah. But that's that's, um, that's the politics of it. Definitely. Pay attention to your body, you know, your body's best friend. You have to, you have to. Miss Jennifer, Miss Jennifer, it's been a lovely night talking with you. Thank you so much, Mark. Appreciate it. Um, I apologize. Our co-host was not available. I don't know what the deal is with that. Oh. Um, but it is what it is. Things happen. Yeah, life happens. Uh, life happens. Um, I hope she's okay. I was texting her earlier, so. Did you hear back from her? Not for a few hours. It hasn't, yeah. Um, it was earlier. Oh, no, 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 not her. That's not oh. the codes. 
she's um she's a promoter uh, that, that helps us find guests. Uh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, she's okay. she's she's a behind the scenes person. Oh, uh, so I, I I know who you're talking about. She's the one that that had you contact me. Well, the one on your on your picture that I posted on my social media. Is that your co-host or is that the PR lady? Trina? Yeah. Trina Fenwick? I don't know. Trina, Trina Fenwick is, is my co-host. Okay. Is she the, the one person? that's on that posted with you? Yeah. Oh, okay. The the person that you were initially in contact with, that's that's the PR person. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome that you have people. <laughs> Look, I'm blessed a little bit, little bit, <laughs> little cool. bit. It's good to have someone to to assist. Um, Monty hit me up. Was like, we're two hours out. Where are we at? Look, got one. Working on a second one. Never heard back from the second one. Oh, so. Well, it's meant to be tonight. It is what it is. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate you. I thank you. Um, If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you got my phone number. Mm -hmm. Text me anytime. Um, If you got questions about tomorrow night, text me. I got you. Uh, we got a feed a homeless charity event next Monday, the 27th at Charles Plaza, uh, 16 West Saratoga Street. But if you need additional information, text me and I got you on that. Um, I got That's a couple right. other different I got a couple different events coming up that I'm involved with. Whether I'm here or not, that. I can I can get you in tune with um, some of my my business partners and associates that can keep you in tune with with everything that's going on with those events um, like jazzy summer nights and um, I think there's a summer black uh, event coming up. Um, Ooh, like I want to say. Play, when I say classy and grown folk, yeah, yeah. So I just yes. want to put a plug in for my daughter, if I can. Oh, um, of course. She is Juliet in Romeo and Juliet. Um, so I won't be able to go to Dave and Buster's tomorrow night because it's at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. But everybody else okay. can because it's also Friday night and Saturday night, too, at Howard Community College, the outdoor stage, and it's free. So... Um, she's a senior theater major. This is like her 35th play, and I've been to 34, and she tells me all about that one. But anyways, yeah, she's a great actor, and I'm really excited for her. Anything else you want to add in there? <laughs> um, I'm I'm a proud mom. So, uh, no, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me tonight. Miss Jennifer, it's been a pleasure. On behalf of Be Exposed Radio and Skyline Radio Show, we love you, we support you, we thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. God bless you. Thank you.
And I'll be in contact with you. Sounds good. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye. And on that note, yeah, I'll, I'll drink to that. This is Skyline Radio Show, and this has been another fabulous interview with an amazing, an amazing special guest. I am your host, Skyline Mark. We appreciate you. We thank you for your, your continued support. I guess that's my cue. <laughs> I was trying to end it. My bad, my bad. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm still live? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. See? Producer jumping the gun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's try that one more again. <laughs> Thank you to Miss Jennifer. An amazing, an amazing woman. That was a very amazing interview. Yeah, we got off topic a little bit. But what an amazing woman. Agreed. On behalf of Be Exposed Radio and Skyline, Be Exposed Radio and Skyline Radio Show, we love you. We thank you for your support. We thank you for continuing to tune in. We thank you for all the new viewers that tuned in tonight through Jennifer's network. We hope you add us to your, your, your network. And we hope you continue to tune in from here on out. I'm your host, Skyline Mark. Again, this is Skyline Radio. And we'll see you next week. God bless. Peace and blessings to all of you.